Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Today's one, we are diving into all things dating, chemistry, relationships, and trauma bonding. And this is one of the things that can cause us to fall into toxic relationships and continue toxic patterns with people in relationships and is often why I guess it's going to explain why sometimes you can see people who are in toxic relationships and they really can't get out of them and when you're on the other side or you're not in it yourself it can feel really confusing and we can easily project our judgment onto these people because it's very 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 easy to be on the outside and to see people landing in these toxic patterns and know what they're getting themselves into I guess you could say but it's really going to explain when you're the person in it or when you have someone that you love in a pattern like this why it's not as easy as just leaving and this isn't going to go into the discussion of like there's a huge explanation why people don't leave in terms of they feel for their safety they're being financially manipulated all of those kind of things But what I'm going to be talking to today is more of the reason people don't leave in terms of the addictive cycle that they are in and repeating. And it's not as easy as just breaking free. So what I want to chat about today is how so many of us can actually confuse chemistry with trauma bonding. We can find ourselves in these dating spaces where we think that we have a huge spark with someone and we have, you know, a bucket load of chemistry and it's exciting and all of these things. When in actual fact, a lot of the time that really intense chemistry that we feel with someone can very likely be a trauma bond. Starting with what a trauma bond actually is, a trauma bond is something that occurs when we begin to confuse abuse or abusive toxic behavior with love. And this is often learned throughout childhood. Now, I want you to keep in mind, and I've done past episodes on this, but when I use the word trauma, it doesn't always have to be these big, really intense, traumatic experiences from physical, sexual, emotional abuse. And it's absolutely those things. But it can also be little T traumas. It can also be having a parent who was never around or an emotionally unavailable parent or a helicopter parent. It can be you feeling like you were never enough for your caregiver. There are so many other things that can come into play. And often when we begin dating and everything feels really exciting and there's this pushing and this pulling and that that push-pull, that hot-cold behavior can almost feel annoying, but it's kind of thrilling at the same time and everything feels explosive and passionate. And what I want you to understand and take away from this episode is that that quote-unquote chemistry or the rush that you get may actually be an activation of a wound. It actually may be your nervous system becoming dysregulated through re-traumatization of an old wound which was formed in childhood. 
Let's use the example of somebody who has an emotionally abusive parent who was really narcissistic. They frequently gaslit you. They denied you your reality. Uh, They talked down to you. And as a child, you often felt that you weren't loved. You felt alone and you felt that you weren't wanted. You may seek out or find yourself seeking out relationships, not even consciously, like there is no one who consciously decides I'm going to get in a toxic relationship. This is really subconscious due to our trauma patterns, but we may subconsciously seek out relationship with someone who repeats these patterns. So you may find yourself in a relationship that at the start, it just felt amazing. And like, it was all sparks flying. Oh my God, basically out of a movie. Um, But Then when, you know, things started getting a little bit more into it, you find that they frequently gaslight you. They make you feel unwanted, um, but you've confused this behavior with love due to the way in which you receive this kind of behavior from a caregiver growing up, which is supposed to be the person who loves us unconditionally. And what we can sometimes find with these care, with our caregivers or with our parents, if they are emotionally, physically abusive is it's usually we do get and it'll be different for everyone and sometimes it's this very high low high low high low all the time and for some people it's low 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 and then we get this breadcrumb of a high so whether it's like constant high lows or a lot of lows and one high there usually will be a point in which we are thrown the breadcrumb you know our parents do they do apologize they say I'm so sorry I acted that way I'm so sorry that I said that I didn't mean that you know that I love you you know that I care about you and it's this intense gaslighting where they almost make you feel guilty for being upset with them and this is really just like it's that push pulling and so we can find ourselves in relationships where we have this intense push pull and we're constantly feeling hurt or in pain from our partner and we almost want to leave but then when they throw us a breadcrumb we have this deep sense of being wanted um, when they finally compliment us or they finally tell us that they love us or they need us like um, you know a really common one I hear is like you know I couldn't I couldn't do this without you I I, I need you Um, and so when we get that compliment or that praise or that love or the breadcrumb we finally get this sense of validation against the belief that we had in childhood which is that we are not wanted and so we somehow get our needs met very short term and then the cycle continues so I'm going to use another example on the complete opposite end of the spectrum so rather than having a emotionally abusive parent you have a helicopter parent you have a parent who um, is always so 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 on top of everything you're doing they're at every sporting game or they are like praising you for every single um, good A you get in your report and they're constantly making sure you do your homework and they're being strict and they're looking out for you and you have these really strict rules because they love you so much and they want to encourage you to work really hard to get a good job and get money because they want the best for you but as a child I mean in adulthood you know that your parents when we have helicopter parents it's it's really like just this anxiety of wanting us to be safe and wanting things to work out but as a child you actually felt like you were never enough for them and you weren't worthy of their love because it's almost like 
an A on the report wasn't good enough, you should have got an A plus. So you may have had parents where rather than like, I got an A on my report instead of being like, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. It's like, I get an A on my report and it's, of course you did. I knew you could do it, which to them is a compliment, but you just heard, heard, of course you did, not well done, I'm proud. And so you never feel enough because this helicopter parent has such high expectations of you that good isn't good enough. You need fucking greatness to kind of like feel like you can please them and be worthy of their love. So in this instance, you may find yourself being unconsciously attracted to somebody who helicopters you, someone who's incredibly controlling and them being controlling can be confused with love or care because as a child, you were so heavily helicoptered or controlled by somebody who loved you. And now you almost associate this controlling behavior and confuse that with love or them caring so much about you. They just care. And that's why they're, they're controlling. But then what will happen is when somebody's overly controlling or a helicopter within relationships, it's usually stemming from a place of deep insecurity, right? We control people because we we feel insecure and that's a whole nother conversation. But then eventually what will happen is if somebody is insecure and controlling you from an insecure place, it's inevitable they're going to get mad. They're going to blow up and they're going to get angry because nothing, you can't control anything, right? It makes sense. Like nothing's really within our control. They're getting this false sense of control. So inevitably, when you do something, because it will happen, that makes them feel like they don't have control, they will blow up and they will get mad or they'll get angry for not doing something that you want, um, which will revalidate your wound or your limiting belief of I'm not enough. So it's almost like you get this sense of, oh my God, they care about me because they're so on top of everything that I'm doing and they want to know where I am at every minute. Um, And that makes you feel like I am enough. But then when it goes against it, it revalidates the old wound and the trauma cycle continues. So let's use the example because trauma bonding is almost like people getting drawn to each other energetically to both maintain their own trauma cycles. So let's use the example of the person on the other side of this relationship. So the one who's being controlling. They may have frequently been abandoned as a child um, or they had to become the adult too soon. They always had to take care of themselves. Maybe they had siblings that they had to take care of. Basically, they had to grow up too quickly and they had to find a way to feel in control. They never had control or stability as a child. Their parents were in out. Maybe their parents were always working. They were always in school, um, you know, after school care. Um you know, one minute their parent, they they were in, they were out and they just constantly felt abandoned and like they had no control and no stability. Um, It could even be somebody who as a child, their parents worked so much and they moved a lot. So they moved houses frequently. So they never had this sense of stability. So they almost had to, um, and this can, let me just say, can also create a lot of anxiety patterns in adulthood. But they basically never had control or stability. So now as an adult, they crave control and stability and their biggest wound is being abandoned. They have a deep fear about being abandoned because it's what they experienced in their childhood. 
They felt unloved. They felt alone. They felt unwanted. So now within relationships, they could try to control their partner. Or we use the example of, you know, you being the one who was helicoptered. They try to control you as a way to feel safe and a way to feel like they can maintain your love and they can they can keep you um, around so that they don't have to they, they won't be abandoned. You won't leave them. But then here's where the toxic pattern continues. They will eventually self-sabotage by coming to a head and exploding or having a toxic outburst, whether it's like anger or aggression or saying hurtful things, whatever it is, they will have an outburst which will make you leave or will make you want to leave so that they can revalidate their narrative of people always leave me. I'm always abandoned. So you can see these patterns where, um, and this is the thing, we subconsciously become attracted to people who, who will repeat our trauma cycle as a way for us to close it. So our subconscious and our energy gets drawn to these people with these energies that we experienced as trauma within our childhood because we want to be able to close that trauma cycle. So we seek out ways to... Um, almost validate the opposite in the examples I used it's like the person who um who had a helicopter parent they seek out a relationship where someone controls them as evidence quote-unquote evidence that they are enough for somebody and somebody does want them but eventually what will happen is their wound will get reactivated because they've sought out someone who's controlling, which obviously means, as I said in the other example, the controlling person, they're eventually going to self-sabotage, blow up, be toxic so that they can validate their experience of people always leave. So it's like this constant cycle of highs, lows, up and downs of love and passion and the little breadcrumb drops down to the harsh low of the pain, um, the disappointment, the anxiety and all of that kind of stuff. And we think that it would be very easy to leave this, but when it's something that we experience in childhood and it's deeply embedded in us within our patterns, it's very easy to seek out someone. And we all we want at the end of the day when we are in these relationships, all we ever want is to be able to close our trauma cycle. But here's the thing. Here is the bottom line. This relationship is never, and I mean never, going to close your trauma cycle. It is only going to continually re-traumatize you and continually reactivate those wounds. We must close our trauma cycles ourselves. And this is done through like a whole range of modalities. It can be done through inner child work. It can be done through hypnosis. It can be done through cord cutting. It can be done through uh, removal of limiting beliefs. It can be done through so many things. But the bottom line is, is getting to what your underlying limiting belief or narrative is that you formed from childhood or a traumatic experience, keeping in mind it can be little T traumas as well, that you experience and the narrative that you are now running, that you are looking to have uh, validated or closed in this relationship and then doing the work to go away and heal this yourself. Leaving relationships like this is incredibly fucking hard because not only are they trauma cycles, they are also addicting as fuck. 
what happens when we go through these high of highs and lows and we get that rush, that adrenaline rush, our body and our brain releases a full cocktail of hormones, oxytocin, all of the things which give us almost like this feel good hit. So I'm not going to go too much into that today. But the other thing that I think it really is important to just touch on it is it's not only the trauma cycle itself, but there is a physiological addiction occurring within these relationships. And that's scary. Like that's it's like no different to drugs, binge eating, shopping, gambling. It is a physiological addiction. So it's so much like I just want to like put it out there to anyone who has the fucking courage to break these patterns. I see you. I feel you. And like so much credit to you because it's not easy. And so I felt it was really important to just touch on that. So now we need to know two things. We need to know, first of all, how, how to how to end this. And the first one is like, we need to close the cycle ourselves. We need to get out of this. Um, we need to get out of this trauma bond. We need to leave the relationship. The second thing is we can't just leave the relationship. That's not enough because we haven't resolved the trauma, which means we will just seek out another one of these, another pattern or cycle. So we need to work out what the limiting core belief or the trauma was that was trying to be closed and we need to close it ourselves. The second thing then is a lot of people may be like, oh my God, well, I always thought chemistry was a good thing. And let me tell you, you think that because of Hollywood, you think that because of Disney movies, Hollywood movies, and all of the things you see. But let me tell you, 90% of what you see in Hollywood is trauma bonding. Like that is so what we are taught. And that's even more confusing because again, we grow up with these movies that are now confusing trauma bonding with love. So it's a whole nother, whole nother pattern. So what we want to know then is, okay, well, how do I know whether it's chemistry or trauma bond? What is like a trauma bond versus like a healthy relationship dynamic? So I've just popped down a few things for you of how you can like really feel the difference. So it's important to know what we do not want and what is very likely a trauma bond. Uh, Before I say these, take it with a grain of salt. You can have one of these things. And if one of these things is amidst all the other good things, that may be perfectly okay. So again, take it with a grain of salt. If you have one of these things, it doesn't mean you're necessarily in a trauma bond. It's just like, this is like an overview of like a generalization here. But typically what we don't want is we don't want like, the highs and lows. We don't want like really amplified roller coaster of up and then down. Um, the high, the thrill, the rush, followed by like pain, crying, suffering, arguments, then pulling away. This very um push pull kind of energy. So no push pulling, no roller coaster. We don't want like heavy excitement and thrill to the point that it's almost like adrenaline in our bodies. We don't want this intense lust and passion sparks, etc. We don't want all of the physiological stuff without the deep underlying connection, which I'll go into now. So then what do we want? The first thing is like we want to feel connected to someone based on values chemistry which is purely just like a physiological reaction what happens when that chemistry burns out and fizzles out if what is left within your relationship is a relationship that's foundationally built on complete opposite core values and things like that once the chemistry wears out you've got nothing you've literally got no foundations of your relationship 
So it's really important that we're not building relationships purely off chemistry and physiological reactions and senses and feelings. We also want to be building relationships on more of the tangible stuff like do our values align? Our relationship should feel safe. It should feel calm and regulating. It should feel open, expansive. There should be clear communication. And the biggest piece is there should be, it should be building a relationship on love, which is also built on understanding and respect. You should also have a complete level of autonomy and sovereignty over your body and your decisions. And you should feel safe in expressing your needs, values, etc. So you can really see the two differences in that a healthy relationship is actually starts quite slow and it builds up over time and it starts increasing and getting more intense and more amplified as we build this um, and co-regulate a beautiful relationship dynamic. Whereas a trauma bond usually starts on the high and everything starts really high and exciting and then it gradually builds down and gets worse. So that's the difference. One starts slow and may not feel exciting. That's that. That's the hard fucking truth. A good relationship may not feel super exciting to begin with. There are very, very, very minimal exceptions where people can be stuck in a trauma bond. And if below the trauma, both of these people, and it's pretty rare, but it can happen. If both of these people have very deep aligned values and a direction of where they want to head in life, And on top of that, if both people are consciously aware enough and ready to take responsibility for their shit and do deep levels of healing and are willing to not rely one tiny percent on their partner for their own healing and they both go away and heal their own wounds separately, then usually though that couple can then grow together once they both release their traumas. Now, if you think about the likelihood of someone being in a trauma bond and both of those people in the trauma bond having aligned values and directions and visions for their future and both equally being willing to work on their shit. Again, it's very rare, but don't rule it out. It can happen. So that's all I'm going to leave you with today is I just wanted to help bring this awareness of what is the difference between chemistry and a healthy relationship dynamic versus a trauma bond because so many people are in relationships that they think are really exciting but they're actually caught in a trauma bond Um, and then just knowing like you need to go in and do the deep work to close the trauma cycle yourself and just have the hard reality that this person is never going to heal your trauma for you. That is your job. That is your responsibility to go away and do that healing. And believe me when I say when you heal the trauma, when you heal your limiting wounds, your abandonment wounds, your not enoughness wounds, your I'm not important wounds, um, your I am alone, I am not safe. When you heal all that core shit, you then become energetically clear and uh, ready to attract both from an energy perspective and a spiritual perspective, but also just from like literally a brain perspective, you are ready and you are open to finally curate and co-create a beautiful, healthy, powerful relationship dynamic, which is built on love and respect. So I hope you learned something from today's episode. If you loved it, let me know. I will be talking more things on relationships um, coming up because you will soon see a new program that is in the works and it is is to do with relationships. So hope you loved and I hope you have an amazing day and I'll see you guys in the next episode.